forever. Dog. Warning. The following podcast contains a frank discussion of current hot-button issues, but also non-current references to Jimmy Stewart and the Moody Blues. By episode's end, one of the hosts may be replaced, while another may drive his significant other away forever. Kick your socks off. We're discussing the Splash Mountain reimagining and answering your questions on Podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, your virtual theme park fix during quarantine. Think of us as your little audio Disney quest. My name is Mike Carlson. Joining me as always, Jason Sheridan. Uh, You know, I hope whoever makes like the Oculus stuff is making a virtual podcasting simulator. <laughs> you, you hope that? I hope that. I hope like <laughs> you, you put on the helmet and then you see like a cluttered coffee table and then mm. you have to record like you got to do ads. You got to say everything. You got to make sure to plug your social media right. accounts. Yeah. And they have like a little like haptic feedback thing you wear on your like ankle and Edwin the dog can hump you because he's so stressed out that you're podcasting. That would be very realistic. Let's bring uh, Scott Gardner in also here to, to pitch on this idea of a VR podcast. Well, this is all assuming that there is anyone who would buy such equipment who doesn't already have a podcast. Assuming that there is anyone at all who doesn't already have a podcast. Uh, that's a good point. I think at this point, podcast penetration is about 90%. Is that right? Is that a <laughs> up, is that a right statistic? Yeah, and I think uh, if you lined it up with the coronavirus curve, I think it it shoots up at all the same moments that the right. virus does. We're trying to hit ninety nine percent podcast uh, penetration. I know that's a that's a weird way to put it, but I. <laughs> podcast yeah, you seemed uncomfortable just saying the word. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I look. You know, this is not a body podcast. I don't I don't think I've have I ever said the word penetration on podcast the ride before <laughs> you're up to two now I don't think so I think this is a first I think whoever like whoever keeps our wiki please tell me if I've ever used it before I think podcasting is in general a medium for people who are or at some point have been uncomfortable with penetration <laughs> <laughs> I think that is an overlap for sure yeah um, but I'm not using it in a in a sexual connotation I'm using it in a uh, sure, you know, of course. Penetrate, penetrating. No, this was all know? about like VR stuff, and you know what's one of the main applications of that, or will be at some point. So, yeah, you're describing a you want to create a VR scenario where people have sex with their favorite podcasters. <laughs> that <laughs> is not what I said, <laughs> and it's not what I was going for. It's not what you. It's what you uh, meant. It's what was in your heart. That would be honestly. That would be scarier than Nicodemus. Oh, yeah. scarier than a horror <laughs> any horror vr that would be the yes that's the horror character in the void which we'll talk about which is having some uh, some difficulties lately but yeah if you if then it was like now you have to kiss nicodemus <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah you had like what i was saying haptic feedback like like face mask 
where like your uh, lips would tingle when you had to kiss Nicodemus, <laughs> the demon, <laughs> the void created original IP demon. Well, that's just the first jump scare. The ultimate jump scare that the climax of it is uh, it, you have to be emotionally intimate with Nicodemus. Oh, my God. You have to, like, share you, with him about your, like, deepest childhood trauma? Well, you had, no, you, yeah, you just have to be vulnerable. You have to open up to Nicodemus. Oof. <laughs> Oof. I don't like that at like, all. Do you really love your parents, though? <laughs> have you really gotten over what happened to you as a child? Why can't you just tell me what you're feeling? Why is this such a rigmarole? <laughs> your eyes are darting all over the place. Look at me. You're always, you're always deflecting. Why are you always deflecting? Stop I assume, by the way, that's what Nicodemus sounds like. I oh, think yeah. so. We haven't. Yeah, we're too scared to have done this virtual reality demon thing that we're describing, and now creating a scenario where you go to him as your therapist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I but but I look. They hopefully the void survives what we'll eventually start talking about, but. I think multiple updates to Nicodemus are possible. So mm-hmm. should we, we just we, we could we're there's a main topic we're going to talk about, but we could just jump around and say that that's we're 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 catching up on a little bit of topical news. We're post the Fourth of July holiday. And one of the weird things we found is you know we've talked about this thing several times in the podcast, the Void, this VR experience, and they are uh, it was even part of our downtown Disney ordeal. That was uh, one of the topics, and uh, the, they're out of Disneyland, gone out. Yeah, evicted. it's evicted. It was like such a harsh way to put it, too. Mm-hmm. It seems like, yeah, it felt very uh, landlordy. Felt like, felt like they fucked, like the void fucked up somehow. And when was the last time downtown Disney evicted? It's like, when, like, Sanook didn't get evicted. Basin didn't get in, uh, evicted. I don't think they were chased out with torches. No, it was. No. Uh, <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Wait, yeah. And it was just like a, it just seems like the Disney relationship is severed because this is the, 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 the place that does VR experiences of, uh, we've talked about them, Star Wars and Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, yeah. We did Marvel with Paul mm-hmm. Shear a few months ago. Before now. Time, before quarantine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right before. <laughs> it would have, it's one of the worst things you could have done, you know, the day before. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, because, yeah. It's, putting you're you're putting on a lot of equipment. You don't know where it's been. They weren't uh, cleaning things at the time because nobody knew we uh, we had to. Um, yeah, but they're, I don't know, it's like, yeah, drop all the Disney stuff. You're done. I, I it's So harsh. Just just a kick to the curb. Well, yeah, it, it said it was a violation of the licensing agreement, which I, I guess the licensing agreement entails paying your rent on time, but... I can't say I've heard about any other downtown bi- Disney businesses that have been um, essentially served. Like, there's papers taped to the window, like that. You have to like publicly display this stuff. I think for businesses, it's it's very strange. And That's just no a creepy one... thing to see at downtown Disney. Like the you know as as if like this place has lost their liquor license. It feels <laughs> such like it, I didn't know they did that kind of thing. It's like, like the oh, health board shut them down. It's like if you build a bear had like a big condemned sign or something. Like you don't expect to see sort of real world things like that in downtown Disney. No bears will be built here anymore. <laughs> yes, no stuff. Don't don't come and steal the stuffing. I'm trying to find the if Forbes talked about it. Uh, are they are they going to be out of Orlando too? It just. Uh, uh, 
says Disney evicts the void, withdraws Star Wars and Wreck-It Ralph licenses, and uh, and they as Forbes supposes without its own IP. Uh, Nicodemus, hello. Mm. Uh, we just did a lot of great Nicodemus material without its own IP, saddled with expensive leases and no path to revenue to revenue anytime soon. It's unclear how this pioneering company will survive this. Oh no, that's why we've like really liked some of these things. So this is a bummer. Yeah, and yeah. That, that's the those are the people behind Evermore as well, which is that uh, very immersive park. Where is it again? I always forget. Utah, oh, far away. No, it's in Utah, nowhere close to an airport. So that should mm-hmm. they should survive. That shouldn't be yeah. an issue. Uh, so yeah, I, I we don't have the full story here. I'm very curious, but it is a bummer because I like we were yeah we were very happy with a lot of the void stuff, and it feels like I don't know what's going to happen now that the actual location is a void. <laughs> that's true will nicodemus here i mean i don't want to this seems like i'm already like trying to like uh, be a vulture or something but like will nicodemus come up for sale as an ip is that something we can add to our collection of characters discarded unwanted huh right huh. like uh, mcfay or various other characters we've mentioned on the show yeah yeah there's 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 one coming up uh uh that we i don't think we discussed buying it but you'll hear something on the second gate uh um you know i mean i want all of these i think we mentioned that one in in tandem with leonardo columbus who i would like to own very much yeah yeah i think you know we talked about this like disney traded al michaels for oswald the lucky rabbit cartoon mm-hmm. sportscaster al michaels was <laughs> traded for a cartoon so could we trade jason for leonardo columbus or nicodemus for these various like would disney accept jason for Nick, uh, for sorry, for Leonardo Columbus, the character we discovered that was in the, and I'm forgetting the Millennium Celebration. Yeah, caught Millennium Celebration in 2000. Wait, so we're so we're selling Jason? I'm just this is hypothetical. I live I'm to not, serve. Not, it's a trade. It's a trade. Al Michaels was trade. trade I mean, you. I guess Jason, in this scenario, you don't get to be on this theme park podcast, but you do like, you are a Disney character, so that's right. Better, right? Uh, sure, if it comes with three hots and a cot, you know. <laughs> what? Three hots? Three hot. that's what they say about the army, right? Three hots and a cot? Oh, meals? Three hot meals, yeah. <laughs> you, you, I, thought, I thought maybe you meant dogs, which could be the meals. Oh, there are a number of dogs. Yeah, I'd, get, I'd have any number of dogs to hang out with. Huh. I, I Yeah, I guess. I meant hot oh. dogs, but... Uh, right. I don't oh, think yeah. it was... Hot dogs, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, lots of those, too. <laughs> so I guess it seems like you're open to the idea that we could maybe trade you to some sort of giant company for one of their IPs. I mean, you know, we can see it's not like film and TV is rushing to get back to shooting. <laughs> Animation's the only viable industry. So if I uh, want to be, uh, you know, put into some sort of tune world at Disney's behest, you're going to be mm-hmm. tunified. Uh, you know, I'm just keeping all my options. <laughs> it's up to them to decide what to do. Yeah, but I guess maybe yeah. they they might want to run you through the cartoon machine. Plusified. Which, wow. Which makes you wow, immortal, that... maybe. Maybe you get to live forever once you do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I look, we'll see. I'll, I'll see if I can get in touch with some sort of a lawyer. 
and see what we can do as far as drafting up some some proposals for these companies. Uh, and it's no offense, Jason. It's just that we would love to have Nicodemus host the show with Scott and I. So now our the third co-host is the Void's Nicodemus demon of evanishment. Evanishment? Evanishment, yes. The a, demon of evanishment. A demon who, you know, we haven't talked, all, maybe we don't, uh, I haven't said a lot of the context, and I haven't he didn't even know the story. It's about a he comes from a demonstration at, at a the the world's Columbian exposition, like a world's fair thing. He's from 1893, so he's like an electricity experiment gone awry that brought a demon to this earth from the. He's a steampunk demon, I think, is mm-hmm. what he is. So, hosted by. One uh, childish child- man in his childless man in his thirties, mm. one childful man in his thirties, mm. and a steampunk spirit, evil demon, spirit. a demon. steampunk demon of a vanishment, who, of a vanishment, a demon of vanishment, who's like the second Darren, right? There were two Darrens on Bewitched, Mike. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. correct. Yeah, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and look, you know, we're hitting year, th- we're going to hit year three or four, I guess, soon. So this might be a co- kind of a Cousin Oliver situation where we need to do this to, to bump up the ratings. Would he, what if though... they just give us uh, Nicodemus and I'm also still here? He is just like Cousin Oliver. Oh, just uh, a totally uh, new. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I think that's going to be too many hosts. Yeah, I think so. I got to agree with you there. So sorry, Jason. It's KIF four hosts. I don't know. That's a ton. It just feels like a three host kind of thing. Then when we have guests. uh, Yeah. I kind of like, though, that maybe he, because it, you know, as with Darren on Bewitched, just keeping the name uh, just for consistency, I think it would make the audience more comfortable. So it is Nicodemus, but playing Jason. I'm Jason Sheridan. Okay, I well, like you're starting to lose me now. Uh, <laughs> but what if we? I have an affinity for, for ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I love naps in the Orlando sun and humidity. Yeah, so people won't maybe even some people won't notice. I engage in marijuana use slightly more than you, Scott and Mike. If I am made the subject of fun, your souls will be sent to the combine. <laughs> <laughs> The electricity combine that brought me to this earth, me, Jason. I know youth slang more than you do. <laughs> Accept it or die. <laughs> yeah, I uh, look, I, we're, <laughs> a lot of big changes coming to the show, I think. So <laughs> any of this stuff is on the table. Um, Got to keep it fresh, folks. Yeah. <laughs> so big, big things coming up. Um, something else is undergoing some changes. <laughs> yeah. What now we went like, from like, the... This the fairly sensitive topic that, that is uh, that we came here to discuss after having talked about changing out one of the hosts for a steampunk demon. <laughs> well, isn't that the fun of this show? The whiplash that yeah. you get. <laughs> now um, on to Dizzy correcting a 30-year oopsie. Uh... <laughs> An easily corrected. They really have to be adding that up at this point. Like... Why did why did a log flume need to be about our most problematic film? Yes, of course we're talking about Splash Mountain, and the internet has been very normal about it <laughs> changing uh, as expected. Although you know what, I will say this: not as bad as I thought it could be. <laughs> no, I don't think it has been. I, uh, yeah. 
Uh, I don't, sir, yeah, I don't think it sir, has been, but I have not been clicking see more replies under any true. tweets about it. <laughs> I have been true. actively <laughs> avoiding it. But I, I, for whatever reason, reading through people's remarks, I feel like maybe it's like five to ten percent better than it would have been five years ago. I think yes. that's yes. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's very true. Uh, um, yeah, as are a number of these kinds of cha- you know, I feel like this has been a, such an era of changes that were talked about four or five years ago and now they're yeah. just happening. Changes like uh, shoving a bunch of statues into the lake, um, <laughs> which has been fun sure. to watch. Um, we, of course, are to, it can't, there's no way someone listening to this doesn't know this but splash mountain which uh is a ride that is based uh, as it currently stands uh is a ride based on disney's extremely problematic 1940s film song of the south uh they have announced a uh, a refresh a plus up as they called it in the actual uh, press release they're going to retheme it to the 2009 film princess and the frog um so um which and i guess maybe the bigger story here is that there was a um, uh, Twitter discussion about doing this very thing. There were um, uh, petitions going around suggesting this. Uh, a gentleman had posted a Twitter thread proposing how this could be done and how it might play out. So somebody we know, we've met. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, wait for uh, Freddie Chambers. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Got Shout a lot out to of Freddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got, got a lot of traction uh, off of that. And so this was like. The momentum was building uh, on this throughout a couple weeks, and then suddenly one morning, out of nowhere, seemingly Disney comes in and says, "Uh, yeah, that's uh, exactly what we're thinking. Uh, yeah, so we're to- actually good. Totally thinking the same thing. Uh, jinx, and uh, here we go. We're doing it. Totally, we've been thinking about it for a year. They said this honestly for like a year over year. Um, really, like like five years. Um, we were t- we were totally. Do you want to see? Do you want to see what we were working on? Because <laughs> we have it all in behind us. <laughs> It's all there. That's um, kind of the. I think we probably all agree that this, th- that the refresh is going to be good, and we're excited about it, and we'll talk a little about what we think it could be. And I think the thing that's a little funny is this: the Disney like, okay, well, so look, uh, we're way ahead well, yeah. of you, and on the well, newest, Jason, sorry, go ahead. Oh, Mike, I was going to say, and Mike, you pretty early on called like they must have had these plans in a drawer for a while like you don't just have concept art overnight you know yeah i think that the probably the reality of it is that and i think jim hill and the, there was a recent disney dish podcast and jim hill talked about i think especially after they changed red they did the they changed the bride auction on pirates he says that they had a list of things really through yeah there's a list and you know there's plenty of stuff we all know. Peter Pan. It's time to change yeah, the yeah. native depiction in yeah. Peter Pan. It's and, cha- and, and get rid of the ride entirely and the character <laughs> entirely. <laughs> no, there's a movie coming. There's oh, a God. movie coming. And the good news is that on this podcast alone, we've got casting for a Pan, a Smee, and a very tall Lost Boy. So <laughs> sure. I think we're all set. And I, I don't want to sell us? myself short, but some of us will work for scale. Um, well, Scott? As we know, Scott is Pan. Yeah. So let's make that Just cast me in it. I have to do it. I have to yeah. wear the thing. And um, I've got a number of tweets saying Jason is Smee, right? Uh, which we Mike, talked about you, that before. Yeah, we talked about it. And I think you've been trying to will that into existence for nearly a decade, Michael. Uh, yes. So can I be a Pan 
who says why in fact i did grow up and i'm happy i did i still uh, now i haven't turned my back on uh, childish things i enjoy them very much however uh i uh, refuse to uh, uh run around and uh mock little girls and say i'll be a little boy forever because that's weird unfortunately no. the great robin williams already gave that performance Scott, no 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 so what i'm no because he turned his find back a on new it angle no because he uh, moved on he's like i'm a lawyer and i throw I'm on my cell phone and I miss my kids baseball game. This is a well-rounded pan who, uh, you know, is a well-adjusted adult, but also, uh, uh, you know, the flies around as well, too. I, I hear what you're saying, and that's a good idea, but could you just do the lines from the Disney cartoon just for us right now that you did on the Peter Pan episode? <laughs> just what, one or two of them? What Remember were you, they? I don't know. You just did some a pan impression. Here, I have was... my notes in front of me, so I have to... You like my take, but I'm going to do... I have to do the well, same just lines. just to see. Just, we want both versions to see, you know? Um, okay. Uh, all right. Um... <laughs> Uh, I th- well, the only one I have written down is girls talk too much. Well, get on with it, girl. <laughs> Tink says you're a big, mm. ugly girl. This mm. is see, this is what I you uh, anyone who wants to make fun of me for saying pan is canceled. Now, how do you like hearing these lines again? Huh? Mm-hmm. There's a reason I have an issue here. Right. Well, look, uh, thanks for doing that. We're still going to take it under uh, consideration. At the Pan Committee, at the Peter Pan Movie <laughs> Committee over here. Um, so, yeah, so there's a list. I will say Country Bears is on the list. But As Country a, Bears a, a is, is on the list because some of those songs are, like, well, body by, like, modern m- children's standards. Well, the one that Jim says is bodiness. I don't know. Jim didn't say body. Jim says Mama Don't Whoop Little Buford, which is a joke song about, like, hitting a kid. So, well, like, stuff like that is going to go. And blood like, on the saddle. I the... think blood on the saddle might stay. But, but, but so I'm just saying, all my point is, is that there is a list of this stuff yeah. that Disney knows. I think, though, that what it seems like is Splash Mountain might have been at the end of the list and is now at the front of the list. Why would it have been at the end? Because it's expensive. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that's true. And that's some of what, you know, there's things we're worried that we're like out of our depths to talk about a little bit. But what, one thing we can talk about is uh, logistics. And that's one thing that I flashed to. I think this thing will be really cool when they do it. But I'm also like, this is going to be the most expensive thing ever because it is such, it's a very long ride and it is a ride with, Hundreds of animatronics, and assuming that they were going to keep it that way and not reuse animatronics, although maybe they would, if it was going to be entirely new, like, oh, my God, that is so much space to uh, to populate, Um, which I, you know, a year ago, I would have felt like they'll do this no problem. Now it's I don't know if you've heard it's been a probably a rough time financially for the parks. I'm just curious how it'll. How it'll play? I just I want this to be like the full tilt version of what it could be, and not like full of screens and uh, you know yeah. um, half fast because it has to be. I think if we're well, so Jim has a full rundown of at least one of the plans, kind of for it. So I think it is sort of taking some of the scenes and just changing them around mm-hmm. and putting the alligator in where the bear was. Like there's certain things I think that they're gonna keep the bones of the actual ride are you, are you perhaps the like like literally the bones because the bear is kind of rotund 
yeah. and then the alligator is kind of rotund. So will it? Uh, yeah, maybe they can just do some reuse there. So I think that's probably part of it. But I would assume Disney would put a lot of money into this because th- this is not that's not a good idea if they they cheap out on this. Well, ride. I mean, clearly yes. they. Yeah, they can't cheap out on this. It clearly reached the point where it's no longer um, a financial plus. It's a liability. Like It's weird that they did this in the 80s. And so I think the idea was maybe we can separate a pro- some elements from a problematic thing. And I assume it's also pre-internet and they're like thinking, well, we're not going to put this out. And like at a certain point, people will come to know it just as this ride. Oh, again, as I said, the mind, the mind blowing stat, I said the first time I read that this movie was re-released in the it, 80s. Well, they that's were, crazy. That was a test. It was yeah. a test to see if people would be agog at it. And they went and saw the re-release and they're like, I guess we can make a ride out of it. Let's just make the uh, TGIF stars ride it a lot. So everyone associates it with our Friday night lineup and not the um, weird historical artifact that uh, makes people think that everyone was a wacky character in reconstruction era south well and like yearning for the days before that the movie was so controversial at the time it was made it's not like in hindsight yeah big like, and, and WCP protests on right, its release like, yeah it's bizarre so I, I, my assumption about the 80s is they were like well you know we could t- it's the mark davis characters and it's nice and we can sort of take these things out of context and maybe people won't know because We're not going to put the movie out on home video, which is still crazy. I'm not making excuses for people, but I'm assuming that's the logic. But when you get to an Internet era, the Internet never forgets. Yeah, this is the thing. And if anybody's on the fence about this, I think it's fine to feel nostalgic for this because we just grew up with this ride. But like this is what I was imagining. You imagine a kid who's like us, a weird nerd kid who's black, who loves Disneyland, goes on Splash Mountain, loves it and then goes home and Googles it. Like that sucks. Yeah, yeah, that's I what I've been flashing to is anybody like going on the ride having a good time. So what's that ride about? Who are those characters about? And the conversation that ensues. And uh, that that conversation could lead you to a, a very like a grim film and some bad stuff. And with this remodel, you will go on the ride, have the same thrills, the drops in the same places, uh, a bunch right. of happy songs, and then you'll say, "What were those characters from?" Oh, this like this nice movie that's very charming with a lot of great black artists in it, and that's a better conversation to have after. And I think that's why you do it. It'll make people feel good. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think if you feel like the ride was in a gray area it is based on a film that is not in a gray area and i think that's ultimately the reason to not right and and the parks are different than movies too i think like there's a lot of debate of course about movies and censorship and like movies like they are like a document and you should put a thing at the front of them explaining the context of the time but the parks are living things so I see a lot of arguments of like, well, it's been here for 30 years. And it's like things change in the parks all the time. That's what's going to happen. And you should get used to it happening more because in, it's in going f- to happen. Absolutely. And in fact, if you think about it, uh, Splash Mountain 1.0 uh, will have had ended up having a longer run by far than Jurassic Park the ride the, uh, way before it switched to Jurassic World the ride. So... 
uh, you know, that it's like a, that's, that's a gigantic, right? That's, that's longer than, sure. than a ton of things get. Um, and I think it's fine to feel sad. I mean, I, when you're 10 years old and going on this and have no idea, you just get nostalgic for a thing. That's a fun experience. But as an adult, you go, yeah, it's time. It's time for this to go. Yeah. Well, it's also, you could be sad, I think, if uh, they were going to take this ride down and replace it with a lecture um, or like, <laughs> you know, like, or, like remember when um, there was some dumbass senator who people <laughs> chose to elect said something about uh, what if they are they going to rename the Washington Monument Monument, the obelisk of wokeness? which a lot of people said is actually cool. That's kind of a neat, neat, cooler name. But also, like, uh, no, it's not. If, if you were taking out a, a, a fun ride and, and replacing it with a bummer, perhaps, this is going to be the same ride, and it's going to be a happy celebration that is, I think, according to the official literature, like a Mardi Gras. It's going to be like a happy party. Yeah. It's still yes. going to make you... <laughs> There's no I reason to be sad. I watched the movie last night, uh, Princess and the Frog. I hadn't seen it in a long time. Very catchy songs. There's a, a giant swamp gator playing a trumpet. I mean, what else well, he's somebody, What else yes, do you want? I mean, that's great. I, I'll say, sorry, Mike, I will no, say, go ahead, go ahead. I'm very curious for a movie... Uh, a lot of voodoo in that movie, and I'm curious to see how that is. Like, I'm curious how much they put of that in, because they just wow. kind of use voodoo as like a catch-all. Sure. I mean, I don't know. I think that the movie's taking. Pl- uh, excuse me. The ride is taking place after the movie. Yeah. So they can sort of create a fully new narrative, and and even put characters in different contexts as well. So. That which makes honestly, it seems cooler. I mean, because it's being headed up by the woman who did Runaway Railway, I believe. Mm-hmm. I looked up some stuff about her. Sharita mm-hmm. uh, Carter uh, is the senior creative producer on this. She uh, worked at Imagineering for a long time, worked her way up from accountant. She was an accountant for a long time, uh, then moved over to, to the creative world, managed a, a concept lab that was like testing out different technology. And the thing that came out of that was uh, projection mapping and uh, starting to deploy that in the parks, which is all over the parks. And if you watch episode five of the Imagineering story on Disney Plus, she talks about all that uh, and implementing it on Mara in the Indiana Jones Adventure. Oh, I think yeah, she kind of spearheaded I, that project. That now, when you go up that ramp, that uh, uh, you know, yeah, Mara looks uh, mad, and the lightning flashes, and all those cool effects they do. And then it seems so that was a. I mean, Imagineers do all this stuff. You don't even know what it. You know, they aren't credited usually. But she's associated with that, and then Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which I haven't. I've purposefully not watched yet because I don't want to spoil it. I but, know I um, haven't either. It seems yep. like people seem to love it. So I think this. This uh, uh, plus up is in very good hands. So yeah, I think you're doing you're using like the characters, and they're gonna get to do a new story with them, which is cool and exciting. And it's also like good that it's not the book report. Oh yes, so there I I because I saw I maybe didn't read that initial press release that carefully, and I saw people saying I just hope it's not one of those that just steps through all the events of the movie, but. Quote, the official press release, we pick this story up after the final kiss, which implies that the main characters are not frogs, at least when we meet them. Perhaps they would be frogs again, but we don't know. And we join Princess Tiana and Louis, who's the alligator, on a musical adventure 
uh, as they prepare for their first ever Mardi Gras performance. So it is a it is a new story, uh, which I think will mm-hmm. make this thing more fun. And yeah, that'll I think determine is is the villain Doctor Facilier in there. He died, but he's like a magic guy, so maybe uh, he, he can could come back like Farquad, like the ghost of Farquad. I mean, <laughs> yes. a great performance from Keith David. I mean, he's great. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I think he'll probably. I think I think Jim had a real a rundown of at least a version of of it in their head, and I believe he was in it. I think he's in the in the in the lift hill. That's what you'd have to think, and that was in right. that was in Freddie's notion of it, and that right. sounds really cool. Especially I I Jason, you rewatched it. I had never watched this movie, and I thought I should before we talked about it, and it made me more excited about this whole thing because I found it very charming. I, I thought it was great, and. Uh, there's there's a lot of like uh, crazy business with his shadow, uh, and and like big scary shadows getting projected, and that's sort of what happens already on the hill a little bit with Br'er Fox. So you could do things in that spirit. So yeah, the lift over and the drop being, um, you know, like the villains uh, rise uh, before the 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 uh, sheer pleasure, as Tony mm-hmm. Baxter described it, that uh, that follows after the drop. Yeah, I mean, I, and then you go out of Mama Odie's house. I believe that's what the sort of the piece, set piece of the ride is, or I guess what do you call it? I guess the that's what the that's what you're leaving the log and the big drop. Yes. So yeah. that means so the because in the movie uh, they go to visit her in this big tree house that has a boat sticking out of it, and in the concept art they released, that's what it is. So it it is it is crazy how much overlap there is, and how much they already had the bones to do this because that was a lot of the question like if you were ever going to replace it with what because how are you going to find a thing with a big tree oh this oh my god um so that's cool it um it, it begs this question though um the in in current splash mountain uh it is a big like tree stump essentially uh and and that that it is also you know the ride is called splash mountain that thing is called chickapin hill uh, in the movie, this is in no way a mountain. That is purely a tree. It's not on mm-hmm. top of a hill or a mountain. It's a tree. So can you still call this ride Splash Mountain? That is a question, because Splash Mountain has nothing to do with Song of the South. No, we it's can say Eisner, definitively. Yes. An Eisner name. Yes. Because of the mountains. Uh, it's a good and, well, question. Well, and after uh, uh, Daryl Hannah, uh, the, right. the Daryl Hannah <laughs> fell, that's really... Why it's called you, that, which, as I texted to you, Mike, the only sin of Splash with Daryl Hannah in Disney's eyes is its depiction of the dirty, dirty female form. Mm. Well, of course, there I have to agree. <laughs> Disney Plus, of course, uh, censored Splash. They like put more mermaid <laughs> hair and blurred her body. I, this is one thing I don't understand about Disney Plus is the puritanical nature of it and the the creepy like getting rid of things and it feels a lot like when blockbuster would scrub movies because mm-hmm. like southern morality groups would make them i'm not keen on all that stuff there's such a tight leash on everything in disney where it's like it's just a i mean it's a struggle like we obviously like all this disney stuff but we also talk about how crazy and fucked up things are it's like it's just a struggle to get a gay character in a major movie like sure. 
It was like Black Panther at Marvel when Ike Perlmutter was in charge was like, that was going to be hard. Like, that's not going to work. We're not going to do that. That was a struggle for years to get made. Cut to it, making so much money, being a massive cultural phenomenon. Uh, so it's it's very similar, I feel like, where they're just like, it's the most conservative. We don't want to make anyone mad and we need to preserve. And it's like, is real, are people really going to be mad about a little nudity and splash like a side a, boob a little bit is that really well is that's, that really that's why splash mountain was so odd for so long it's a company that always has all its ducks in a row and then there is one very odd like this hugely popular ride partially largely popular because it's a water ride and the parks are in very warm climates for the most part um at least in america and yeah. and if you say so, that's based on this and that. The haunted mansion's original. What's this based on? Ah, oh, don't worry about it. Uh, it's it's based on the T-shirts you can buy at the gift shop, which they <laughs> are trying. They are simultaneously like we're redoing Splash Mountain. We also have a lot of back stock to sell off. <laughs> we have a lot of stuffed animals and little guys that sit on your shoulder. And oh yeah, well, I mean look, they're, they're, yeah. It's, it's not like completely virtuous or anything. Yeah. And it's also, it's going to be weird for a while because the, you know, the magic kingdom is opening as you're listening to this, the magic kingdom is opening back up tomorrow and it will be open with splash mountain as is. And that's kind of one of the weirdest things about all that. I mean, splash mountain as is could be open for a, a really long time. So, so this making this press release is kind of just, it's like getting their foot in the door. It's like, okay. So even if you go on the ride and it makes you mad in any way, eventually some right. time from now but it's just going to be odd and i and you feel like you know what's the worst thing that's going to happen is that the park's going to open back up in florida and the worst people on earth will proudly go on splash mountain and film it in a way it's like see it's fine and also not wearing a mask like see it's <laughs> fine <laughs> i'm breathing in the splash air <sighs> to make a point the sweetest smell <laughs> try and stop me pc please uh, and you know what that uh, we'll come back to the idea the name of it real quick i will say that water smell ain't going away don't worry oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw people saying like it's just I'm gonna miss the stuff you know the you know the the, the you know the drop and the smell and the, like well that's all not gonna this is I'm convinced right. it will have the bones of what we like a lot uh, uh, I like I, I swear there's gonna be so much of the of the vibe I think like I, I really believe like seventy to eighty percent or more about what like what you dig about this ride is still gonna be intact mixed with up-to-date like better technology and uh you know been very good songs and all that right and it's like everybody there's a lot of people that throw fits when stuff changes but like i want cool new stuff in the haunted mansion too i want cool st like everywhere and like i'm sure they're gonna throw a lot of money at this and it's gonna be very cool I, I'm sure of it. Yeah, I, I am just uh, I'm I'm all for this. I'm excited to see what they are going to do. I think they give it six months to a year of the uh, old version of Splash Mountain staying open because people have not been able to ride it. <sighs> I um, don't know about that. I'm curious. I'm I, I do wonder you think? if because people aren't like people are going to trickle back to the park. I don't I, I don't Jim, know. Jim Hill was saying like oh there'll be like farewell events, but I don't think that sits right right now. I don't think they will do farewell events. No. I so, granted I was wrong. I said this I was guessing in our text I was like 
they will probably when people started talking about splash mountain going away online of like they should maybe do that like i said i think disney can thinks they can probably get five to ten more years out of it and i was wrong and i was happy i was wrong yeah i mean i was i didn't think i and it's partly because we've just lived with it so long and it's just like oh yeah that's weird okay you know, like, as opposed to, like, really sitting down and thinking about it and going, yeah, of, co- this, of course this has to go. So I, I am, I was surprised too, but yeah, I don't think, it doesn't feel right to be like, and say goodbye to all your good friends. Oh, yeah, if any official <laughs> like, yeah. art with that. I, I think the thing that surprised me about it was, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I felt like this won't happen just because, you know, less because they, they aren't sensitive to the issues and more just like, they're not going to do it because of Twitter. I, I, I really no. didn't think that was the case. And now, and did they do it because of Twitter? I don't think so. Did they get this announcement out of what they were doing anyway because of Twitter? Absolutely. So you do have to credit the, the discussion to, uh, with shaping it and forcing their hand, getting them to just come out and say, all right, it's coming. Don't worry about it. Right. And look, major media companies and politicians, by and large, do things when there's pressure, not because they're like looking to make the absolute right move before the pressure comes <laughs> yeah. so yes absolutely it's like a it's a store a perfect storm of things and i'm going yeah oh it's out it's done we're, we're doing we're good yeah yeah we were we're we swear we're doing it i i'll say this and this is just speculation right now this is just a rumor unrelated splash mountain all for splash mountain can't wait to see it if, uh, after the, the job they did flipping Guardians, I'm just so excited to see what they could do with this. I am begging them, please, Imagineering, I do not think Weird Al Yankovic and Lin-Manuel Miranda can save the Hall of Presidents. Please just demolish it and build a Sleepy <laughs> Hollow thrill ride. Build a Headless Horseman yeah. indoor thrill ride. I am begging you, please do not try to make a fun and funky Hall of Presidents. Wait, where did Weird Al yeah, enter into the say, picture? Where's Weird Al? I, I get the Hamilton reference, but why is Weird Al in there? I That is just the rumor I saw going around. What? Weird why? Al and Lin-Manuel were at a possibly uh fixing hall of presidents huh? Why i don't think weird i don't know that I think that's i i don't know that it's sourced i think that sounds well. like fan fan service thinking yeah yeah i mean american adventure is gonna change i don't know if weird al's gonna go in there either <laughs> i would like uh, the i would like to see the hall of lin-manuel miranda talk show host friendship I um, I'm not convinced enough that Lin Manuel is friends with each and every person who hosts a talk show, and that you'd consider any of them those real bromances. So I would like to see just a, a 20 minute show telling me all about his individual relationships with uh, Jimmy Fallon and James Corden, mm. um, and you know, do they hang out for real? Do they text each other? We need to know these answers, and we can tell uh, we can, we can reveal these answers via animatronics. Uh, Scott, I like the idea, but I think I'm going to have to poke holes. It's going to have to just be Jimmy Kimmel because of the synergy. Oh, that's the only one that they would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not, you know, that now, that it, now that I think about it, I don't. I associate Lin-Manuel less with Jimmy Kimmel, which is a shame because I think he's he should have equal bromances with every single person. Uh, look, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> I want to uh, see them wrestling and play fighting and mussing each other's hair. Yeah. Can't get enough um, of that content. Right. Uh, I will. Getting back to your first question, though, I do probably think Splash Mountain as a name 
is gone. I think it doesn't really make sense. But I, if it's a tree, yeah, I don't know that it's. There is no yeah, it, it isn't a mountain. There's no the no the no way is what happens in the movie a mountain. But if I right. were on a board of directors, I would cast my vote for keeping the name. Why? For stupidity. It's so silly of a name. Uh, and I and as has been discussed on on Twitter and, and, you know, Jenny Nicholson was funnier about this probably than I will be. But the, the Disney's names are so fucking complicated these yes. days. So if you're going to rename, make it something simple. Do not make this a paragraph of a title of a ride. See, that's the problem, too, I think, with calling it Splash Mountain, because they can't just call it Splash Mountain. It will absolutely have 10 different words after that. I'm It'll okay very... with that. Even an amended Splash Mountain. The the, the thing in the headline, uh, uh, and I, I think this is wrong, but I think uh, um, in the, the headline of what Disney released, and, and a lot of uh, scuttlebutt and blogs and stuff, seem to believe that what the, this phrase that they put out is the name, or as a code name they're calling it right now, which is New Adventures with Princess Tiana. And they, they cannot call it that. That is the dullest. That is not fun. No. No, no, no. Um, yeah, I, I, I wonder. I mean, it's like, is it so a Splash Mountain? Um, but it's a parenthesis. It's but it's a tree, really, and it's Adventures of Tiana. Then the adventures are new. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it something like that? Is I not quite that, but something like that. Tiana's um, ultimate swamp, fantastic adventure, celebration, mm-hmm. magic. How about Ma- parentheses magic? wish <laughs> like tree, tree, mount, tree mountain yeah uh, still was still mountain, mountain. um House mountain <laughs> I, bayou? I a, bayou mountain that's a funny what about so what about splash bayou Ooh, splash bayou oh i think okay. that has the simplicity that, i like that yeah and isn't the song on the bayou there's a song on the bayou right in the movie yeah. Or no, or no, is it not it's not in the it's like or is it just here in down in New Orleans? Down in that New is... Orleans they play a, a snippet of on the Mark Twain. Uh-huh. I think the big ending number will probably be dig a little deeper. That's so catchy. It, uh, and, uh, from the oh, gym, go, going down the bayou is the song. Going down the bayou. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Hill does say, I believe, dig a little deeper is the end, is the big finale. Makes sense to um, me. That sounds great. Well, that's the thing we talked about. The the, the finale feels like it could be a lot you know a lot of what it currently had and probably you could still reuse the riverboat this riverboats uh, in the movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think that's right i think they're going to reuse some of the animatronics uh for sure i'm not sure the gym the gym jim seems to have a lot of details i don't know where jim gets the entire <laughs> proposal also we got to have jim on i don't know he's not going to give up his sources because he's a, a professional longtime journalist but i'm very curious because he has this whole proposal that he, he read off so I'm very curious. Um, but if you want to yeah, listen to Disney Dish with uh, Jim and Len, if you want to hear more about specifics of what's being proposed. Hmm. Um, I, is it now, is it weird, you think, to reuse the animatronics to, you know, the listeners probably know this, but the, the history lesson is all, you know, besides the Brer characters, most of the animatronics in Splash Mountain are from a, a defunct attraction called America Sings that was in Tomorrowland for a long time more of a country bears style, like a little review with all these uh, singing critters. And uh, so they were from another ride already. 
they moved into a ride. They, 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 all those animatronics have to feel like they just, they got their photo taken in the wrong place. Like they didn't like, we didn't know we didn't like, they have a photo with a guy you find out had racist tweets later. Like we didn't know any of that at the time. We just were in the wrong place. And, uh, they should, they, you know, they shouldn't be held accountable, but are they too, will they just not match? Do they feel like too old of animatronics like, or too unrelated? I, I wonder, I, I, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, like though I know the vultures that are on their lift hill are not from the movie. Those are from America Sings. Uh, really, I assume. Yeah, it's interesting. I just I've read a lot about this, and there's a lot of you know very interesting pieces uh, that maybe we could find that are linked to about like the different what's from the movie, what is uh, like what's directly from the movie, what they like just like completely whitewash from the movie, which also is horrifying too. Mm-hmm. But then what characters and stuff is not, and it's just from America Sings. So I think maybe all the stuff that has nothing to do with the movie might still be on the table. But I bet they're still figuring that out. I, I bet this is still they might early. Not know any of this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, will you still see the? What are the pigs dancing in a style like a, with a, like a petticoat or something? <laughs> Will we see them? Will they come back? Maybe I mean, they I redress. I, I mean, they had to re-record all the audio. They have to yeah. do new, new audio. Um, yeah, maybe more more fun like Mardi Gras outfits for the animals. You sure, sure, we could update the looks. Yeah. If you look Put in the concept art, Tiana's in a boat with a bunch of Mardi Gras masks and costumes and decoration. That's kind of the only hint you get of what's coming. Mm-hmm. So that might make sense. Yeah, maybe you, you, you throw a bunch of Mardi Gras stuff on them. Um, and I, if, if, you, if you guys have any more thoughts about this, I do have a proposal as well. And I shouldn't give this away for free because I don't work for Imagineering. But now the, now the situation is such that Critter Country has lost a large piece of real estate in Disneyland. It's going to be, New Orleans is going to extend out. And now Pooh is sort of in his own little spot back there. Thoughtful spot. Uh, in, is, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and that's technically, technically critter country. And that Pooh ride is fine. It is not as good as the Tokyo one. Uh, I think, here's my proposal. You get rid of Pooh and you put in a bear show but it's a jazz band bear show. Ooh. Huh. So and it's that extends of... New Orleans squares all the way back to the Pooh area. That's They're never going to do that because I'm sure Pooh makes them a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But then you bring bears back into that spot and you make it thematically all New Orleans. Sure. Uh, with with Louis, Louis the Gator in there playing sure. with the bears. And sure. Flip the restaurant to Tiana's place. I feel like well, I've, I've seen s- people speculating on, of like, well, the movie ends with a character getting a giant restaurant. So yeah. I feel like that's a missed opportunity if you don't use that. Now, I've, I've that thought about somewhere. this, too, because, but I think the maybe the issue is like, isn't that like sort of a it's like a quick service restaurant as opposed to Tiana's restaurant, which is like nice and good and yeah, also not point. like. Uh, uh, country fried like it's more New Orleans City vibe so mm-hmm. I, I I feel like maybe the only issue there might be like it might do a disservice to Tiana's place if it's like a place where you get <laughs> shitty chicken fingers you could retheme one of the what's that one restaurant that's not it's pretty close to Haunted Mansion I, I can never the remember River the name Bell Terrace can or no that's uh, sorry uh, Cafe Orleans 
is next to Haunted Mansion. Okay. Can you retheme that? I mean, that's still kind of quick service, but it's a little bit more dressed up. It can be a little bit more. Oh, wait. No. Cafe Orleans is table service. French Market is like buffeteria. So you Mm. can easily flip one of them. They're pretty generic. Right. Maybe, maybe Maybe that's the answer. Because there's just not a lot of real estate around there. Or you just demolish Pooh and put the restaurant back there. Sure. I mean, that would be a big hit if you made a fully cool themed restaurant, yeah. almost like Be Our Guest style with just like elaborate theming. I mean, people love that stuff. We well, love that stuff. There's one candy sh- store shop back there. Sure. That you could easily, you know, rebuild. You uh, Well, the, you mean the Pooh, the Pooh gift shop, essentially. Yeah, the Pooh gift shop. Right. Sure. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, there's not. You're not losing too much getting rid of the Pooh gift shop. Yeah. No offense to Pooh. He can find a new home somewhere. Yeah. Um, I just wonder if they will do because I think it's good. I think the pure ride is going to be so expensive. So will they do? Probably. I mean, I don't think, you know, I'm sure they because all the Imagineers are nerds like us and think about something like that. Well, you know, Critter Country is only this small. It's really not a full land anymore. But is that that probably goes way down the list of changes. I'm assuming maybe they all probably have it in their mind of like, yeah, we got to make sure this is all one stretch of New Orleans or whatever other ideas they have. But I would imagine that, yes, that's going to go down the list, especially when they're like getting bankrolled by Saudi Arabia to keep them out of debt right now. I I assume. A minor $500 million infusion. Yeah. So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, well, yeah. is that a, I mean, is that a place to start transitioning to, you know, what the hell else is going on? Uh, um, sure. I because uh, it's a crazy t- I mean, I, I you know, I maybe found it sort of um, like a nice hearkening back to a simpler time to uh, get just a story about a new ride that's coming instead of all the parks news being like, OK, so we are putting up uh, partitions uh, in the like the train will have plexiglass dividers every <laughs> everything's been such a oh, bummer. I know. So it was nice to see a piece of art. It's like, look at that smiling alligator. Well, I'm sorry. I told you guys I had this beforehand. Uh, Unfortunately, you've set me up for the very dumb news story I have. Mm. Um, This is from the Disney food blog, uh, a a very uh, thorough theme park website. Um, Do you guys know about the blue wall? The Grand Floridian's brand new blue wall. I thought you meant politically. (laughs) Well, no, that's a blue firewall. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, so I saw the headline about this, and I truly thought it was another Instagram thing, and it is not. I'm going to send you guys a picture right now. Um, this is... So what this is, the Grand Floridian has been cut in half by a giant... Looks to be about eight foot blue wall. Bright, bright blue. Royal bright, blue. Bright blue. Not and in keeping with the theme of this like charming Victorian hotel whatsoever. 
Not at all. So this, the hotel has essentially been bisected. The reason being, half of it is for NBA teams, and half of it is for guests who are staying there. And uh, I don't know why these pictures of the, like, one of the most expensive, and if, if not the most expensive hotel, the Orlando property, I just could not get over this massive wall that will probably be here for a while. And the blog pointed out uh, the wall completely wipes out the view of the Magic Kingdom from the main building. <laughs> we were we were able to just spot the tippy top of the highest spire of Cinderella Casper, uh, Castle from Gasparia Island Grill. Normally, you have a nice clear view of the castle when leaving the spot. <laughs> So the most yeah. expensive hotel now doesn't offer one of the, the main things you spend money for. Uh, no. Yeah. And they were already, there was already construction in back of this hotel because finally, after decades, they were completing a path where you could walk from this hotel to the Magic Kingdom. You have not been able to do that due to hmm. waterways. The whole right. time you've never the it's that time. close and you've never been able to take a walk only yeah. the only the contemporary can you walk directly to the magic kingdom you have to go the other way so this will finally complete the loop uh <laughs> only 50 years later only <laughs> so think, yeah the big blue wall. wall look at this guy yeah there's a lot of bummer stuff uh about the situation with the covid uh and there you sent us a clip of uh, a loudspeaker announcement uh of a cheerful person just telling you to wear a mask <laughs> yeah. uh and that's that's verhoven-esque that's a very <laughs> hooray fun loudspeaker yeah. <laughs> and remember wear your mask and keep away from each other <laughs> oh and have a nice day and have a nice day. Your magic band guarantees citizenship of the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> the, as you, if you're hearing this the day this episode's coming out, then uh, tomorrow the Magic Kingdom is reopening, um, which they're heading for, and they've been doing cast member tests of. And um, the uh, they're also heading for reopenings of Disney parks in Japan, and in France, those are the, these are all the Japan plans. Japan France is open. Florida. Japan is, is open already. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I, I was just curious about a couple, uh, some, some, some numbers, uh, uh, you know, with, with, if these are the places that they're trying to get back open, how is the uh, disease going there? Uh, in the country of Japan, uh, they're, they're hovering around 150 new cases a day, uh, which they're, they're very alarmed about. Uh, France has been spiking Recently, at uh, about fifteen hundred a day, it sort of shot a little back up, and they're trying to get it under control. Um, the state, as opposed mm. to the country of uh, of Florida, the state of Florida, ten thousand new cases. The country of Japan, one hundred and fifty new cases. The state of Florida, ten thousand. Anyway, have fun, happiest place on earth. Yeah, born down in a dead man's town. <laughs> First step I took is when I hit the ground. Yeah, it's uh, it's very. I'm I'm depressed. Let's just put it that way. I am depressed. Uh, I'm still scared. Um, yeah, it's crazy what's going on. It is crazy. Like like China shut down 
I think like the city when there was like 50 more. Mm. Um, and yeah, if you're going to do this in Florida, please mask. I don't want to, I don't think that's political. Just please mask. Mm -hmm. Is there anyone listening to this theme park nerd podcast where we call ourselves good boys? Is there any, (laughs) is any listener an anti mask person and if so i'm not too worried about offending you because i think (laughs) there might be only one right now so if you the one person put it on dude i think you're opening up or ma'am i think you're i think you're uh calling it out Please Are don't you listen about, about the, this. <laughs> no, no, I'm just don't saying, listen I, to the show. We'll Fuck hear. off. I'm just Please saying, tell us I about hear. the other doctors you folks are always on about. I want to hear more about the other doctors. That's yeah. always so fun. I mean, Tokyo, Tokyo, mask wise, it's like they were mad. That seems to be the difference is the masks. So mm-hmm. I'm begging you. I'm begging you with peace and love, as Mr. Ringo Starr would say. <laughs> please. Please yeah, wear a mask. Boy, because, uh, you know, shit's going awry. And it's not just in theme park world. It's also in themed entertainment world in general. We discussed the voids issues. And, and one thing that we haven't talked about is the uh, the recent bankruptcy declarations of two themed adjacent uh, organizations related to uh, the pandemic. Uh, the, the first one being Cirque du Soleil has declared mm. bankruptcy and they are claiming that they're going to get things back open. And they, they, they claim actually that the Florida one that they because they've been working on a new show for Disney Springs and they're claiming that that's not down for the count and that'll be back open. And that, you know, claiming bankruptcy is a thing that uh, helps, but who knows? It doesn't, sound good and this was apparently broken um to the uh, uh employees via let me just uh, share my screen really fast this is a vi- this is just a still from a video this is this this guy you're looking at is the ceo of uh, Cirque du Soleil i forget his name but uh he he delivered sort of a grave little address about how we're this is imagine you are fired via a video that's emailed to you uh where a guy in like a cravat and uh, lavender tinted Bono glasses, <laughs> talks to you in front of a fancy abstract painting, which has even like a tag, like telling you the artist, which implies it's like an expensive, nice painting. Anyway, this is uh, Cirque du Soleil. This is who uh, I'm very sorry. Your shit out of luck. Yeah, I I am interested. What? Because uh, how many shows does Cirque du Soleil have around the world? Like thirty oh, or something crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, Vegas alone has like six. Hmm. Something like that. So. Um. And it's and they involve a a lot of uh, performers, a lot of talented uh, human performers, which makes it a more heartbreaking firing in some ways. Although uh, whether that may that um uh, you guys can. Tell me how you think it compares and contrasts to the other place that has had to declare uh, bankruptcy, that being Chuck E. Cheese, which is affecting, I mean, certainly human employees as well, but on the entertainment and uh, animatronic entertainers who have already had a very rough decade. Yes, that's um, true. I don't know where things stand for them. Uh, I was, um, I was looking at a list. I, it's actually, this is on our, somebody posted this on our Facebook group. There was a, a list of which stores are, are closing. 
And I didn't have time to go through the whole thing, but there are five in California. And I thought this was important work to do. And I, I got that. I crunched the numbers. Two of the five full munch. Two of the five are stores with the full set full original munch. animatronics. Um, now, the other three, that's I say that's what you get. You switch to Studio C where it's only Chuck. And, uh, you know, that's what happens. Uh, sure. um, but, but these ones with the full that still have Munch and Pasquale, um, RIP. I'm sorry to see them go. Yeah, I mean, they were on the way out, and this obviously sped up what was going to happen. Uh, I really think... I don't know what's happening to the Chuck E. Cheese right over here, but that one already got rid of the full Munch, mm-hmm. I believe, which is a tragedy. But if it was going away, would I be hanging out in the dumpster? Yes, I would absolutely be hanging out seeing if they just dumped Munch's body in a dumpster. Uh, Yes. Now, would you attempt to go in there? Because is it the safest thing to go near a closed Chuck E. Cheese dumpster? Because it would be maybe your or all of our chance to have one of the robots. You mean as far as COVID is concerned? Yes. Yeah. Well, I am not as concerned about touching because I, I would, of course, be masked up. I would probably, especially if it's a dumpster, I'm going to have gloves on. Your glove and on. I don't I don't from what I've been reading, which is uh, Reddit every night for two hours about COVID. <laughs> Stress uh, reading before bed. <laughs> you know, Mike, I have an idea about that careful. depression. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think it's fine. I think it's normal. Uh, I think that there's no way that COVID is going to jump off of Munch onto me. I would take Munch. I would rescue his robot body. I would put it in the car. I, of course, would not be touching my face the whole time. I would dump him in the little storage unit we have by the parking spaces in our apartment, and I'd let him sit there for maybe, you know, a couple days to let the virus die. And then, of course, I would bring him in my house and treat him as my son. Mm-hmm. And then I- Edwin would stress hump for, uh, you know, 10 months to a year. Right. That's true. No, well, Edwin, I think he would, uh, Edwin would eventually see him as an equal. I think <laughs> Edwin eventually would sort of earn uh, Munch would earn Edwin's respect is what I'm saying. Sure. Sure. Um, they'd, they'd learn to coexist. They're, right. they're, they're fuzzy things and they should get along. My two sons, <laughs> I guess <laughs> Edwin <this>, and Munch, <laughs> you know, really this list, this is in USA today, Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, well, I don't know. It's a, I don't need to read the headline, look up the article and, um, if you're interested in getting one of these robots, see if one of the stores is near you. If you're, if you live in Vernon Hills, Illinois, if you live in Natick, Massachusetts, uh, or Danvers, um, or uh, uh, Lima, Ohio, there's many. This is this is your shot, Lima. It's your time. Uh, <laughs> you might end up with a with a Helen, um, or even just a just a ski ball. Right. You could take a whole ski ball home. <laughs> <laughs> a very difficult. You could take, ask. take so, 10 ski ball lanes home. Someone did send us a photo of like the back area outside dumpster area of a Chuck E. Cheese. And there was rotting games. Like I, I didn't see. I don't <laughs> know that games that there were any animatronics, but there was definitely like a small carousel, you know, a quarter operated carousel and like a, yeah, you know, whack-a-mole bet, kind of thing. I bet the company is savvy enough to know they could like sell all those robots on ebay and make a lot of money i would assume well i think now is the time for a hero to swoop in go ahead and the hero is 
the man from Showbiz Pizza who has a massive warehouse in Orlando. Oh, oh that guy. Yes. Uh, What's his Aaron name again? Fector. Aaron, Aaron Fector. Fector. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, that that's that's an interesting idea you have, Jason. <laughs> Fector and uh, you know a a, a group a group of uh, local businessmen. I thought you were going to say us, and I was going to be fully on board to reimagine Chuck E. Cheese for a new generation. Uh, no, he, no, it will be a reimagining of Showbiz Pizza for a new generation. Okay. All right. Do you guys... Both good ideas. Yes, both good ideas. I don't want to discount yours. Um, you guys check your phones. Maybe we could do a little sudden flash version of um, Souvenir Smackdown. Um, oh, sure. You're about to get a photo of, I went to eBay. I haven't done this in a long time. Went to eBay, searched for Chuck E. Cheese, and went to most expensive. This is not the most expensive, but it is in the, uh, you know, there's a little hint. It's in the top, uh, um, let's say, 20. Um, <laughs> and uh, what you are looking at is Helen, the bird character's clothes. This was, These are clothes that were removed from an animatronic. Uh, it is, uh, you know, kind of like some feather fuzz. It, there's like a hair scrunchie. It's a very like, uh, you know, what a seven-year-old girl would wear to be fancy in 1988. Like a, a fuchsia <laughs> sparkly skirt. I mean, it's, you know, one of the main Helen uh, hmm. wardrobes. Um, so how much you think you're paying for Helen's clothes <laughs> well, how much would I pay or how much do I think they're offering? Because obviously um, money is no object for uh, me. <laughs> but what I think the eBay, what they're asking, I think, is $7,500. $7,500, Jason? I'm going to go lower. I'm going to go $1,000. Um, much closer is Jason. Uh, it is $600. Mm. Wow. Really? Oh, yeah. my God. Send me the link. Send me the link. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get these clothes. <laughs> I hope they fit Lindsay. I hope they fit her. Mike, not I only bought... do you win this auction, you win a spot on a list on a government watch list. Congratulations <laughs> to Michael Carlson. Lindsay, I brought you a summer gift. <laughs> I brought you some clothes for summer. Now go ahead and get yourself ready. I'll read Reddit theories for two hours. And in two hours time, I won't call you Lindsay anymore. You'll be Helen. You will be Helen from now on. <laughs> Lindsay, pack a raincoat. According to Reddit, some sort of storm is coming. I don't know what that's about, but I'm starting to dig. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, here's a, or Hel uh, Helen as you are from now on. Here's a song. I'll, I'll just watch this video. I'll teach it to you. There's uh, a little bit of it. How could he say that I'm just one of the guys? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to our Chuck E. Cheese episode if you want to know what that's all about. I've used this joke, I think, before on the show, but it's the scene in Vertigo where Jimmy Stewart is remaking, uh, was it Kim Novak? <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, yeah, re exactly. he's remaking her to look like <laughs> the original woman he fell in love with. <laughs> no, it's a you got to wear the Helen hair the right way. <laughs> the dress is fitting all wrong. We have to go get it hemmed. <laughs> oh, there you are. There's the Helen I know. I fashioned a beak out of some old cups. <laughs> no, it's not right. It's not right. <laughs> I want to hear you say, buck, buck, ah! 
God. I'm, I'm like a week or two away from this actually happening. <laughs> the way that quarantine's going. <laughs> Lindsay, get out. Get out. Get out, get out now. And I'll I, I text her while you guys keep riffing about something. I'm like, there is some very distressing information. on it. it's, uh-huh. it's not coming out till Friday, but I'm giving you a head start. He's joking, but we're not sure he's joking. <laughs> and then we saw leaves. his eyes looked on the Zoom. She leaves, and then you drive by in like a couple months, and it's just like Helen's in the window, and it's me dressed as Helen. <laughs> Coming, mother. Hi, Hi Scott. <laughs> Hello, Scott. It's Helen. <laughs> You're making Edwin wear the little bowler hat, Chuck. Yeah, red bowler hat. <laughs> Introduce me, Edwin. Chuck. I want to do my song. <laughs> One of the guys. <laughs> One of the guys. Oh. <laughs> wow. Uh, here, you want to you want to do a little fake break that might even have nothing in between it. But when we come sure. back, we'll uh, answer some of your questions, which hopefully won't lead us to some of the <laughs> the creepy areas, like replacing your girlfriend with an animatronic with an animatronic chicken and replacing Jason with a, a VR demon. It's all right. We all have a little Chucky day sometimes. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll be, hey, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. Uh, once again, it's time to open up the PTR mailbag. Uh, okay, po- post office is our, Sorry, uh, our, very, uh, our branding that we always remember. Our branding uh, we always remember. Just like souvenirs. I, I had to think about what souvenir SmackDown was like every time. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime I go like, yeah, I got this. I'll roll this back in. I always uh, stub my toe very hard. <laughs> and we always don't let it go. And we always attack. <laughs> you always, the blood is in the water. Oh, and we love it. I, it's, I'm only, it's usually fine. It's usually all in good fun, but now I'm scared Nicodemus will crave, will smell that blood, his favorite beverage. It's your last chance. <laughs> I do, I, I can bump back in, no problem. All right. <laughs> I like, know the names of all the segments. <laughs> like Jay Leno hiding in the closet. Okay. Uh, uh, this uh, email comes to us from Taylor. I'm going to uh, mangle your last name, Basabe. Uh, Basabe. Uh, what's the one thing you want to get the most from downtown Disney when it opens and Disney or DCA? Merch, feud, uh, merch, food, etc. Uh, what do you guys so, think? Does so anyone have that, uh, that covers downtown Disney or the parks just in general? Uh, yeah, I think it's an and or the parks. Anything come quickly to mind? Either I mean, of you guys? We talked about with Mitch Ronto rap pops right into my head. Yeah. Um, uh, I just to... I just want to walk around with that plastic glass of wine so bad. I want that more than Carthay because Carthay's inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I and you actually can't. I, you know I I've been making Carthay Manhattan's uh, once in a while. Um, and, you know not the same atmosphere, but like I just want to like walk that plastic cup of wine over the the uh, Ferris wheel and look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that will be the first thing that I do, and maybe just that, and then go home. Uh, I do like the, I, I of course talked about my, uh, my sprinkles cone, my sprinkle waffle cone with two scoops of ice cream. I think, uh, they'll hand it to me and I will just burst into tears when it happens. <laughs> I'm pretty sure just like, Oh my God, thank God. I didn't know if it would happen again. So I think probably the old standard stuff I really like to begin with. I don't think there's, unless there's this, you know, whenever I decide to go back, uh, unless there's some sort of uh, new merch thing 
that I'm excited about. I think it's probably treats. Mm. Jason, that I'm imagining. I think I'm gonna go a little out of left field and like say like trying something I had never gotten around to like, and and I maybe something that I can't easily make at home like go to Catal and finally get some suckling pig paella. <laughs> um, <laughs> Whoa, that's out of nowhere. <laughs> well, I mean, because I'm not really doing fine dining right now. I mean, lots of uh, nice restaurants doing takeout, but like it is a little, you know, warm or wilted when you get home. I'm also very excited to see Disney Springs in Florida is getting this place, Gideon's Bakehouse, which apparently makes amazing cookies. I've never had them. But huh. a cookie-based uh, establishment in D- Disney Springs only just adds to the appeal. Interesting. So Scott's answer, wine. My answer, a big ice cream. And yours is suckling pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, got it. Those those staples of theme parks. Sure. A nice glass of wine, an ice cream cone, and suckling, suckling pig. pig. Okay. Well, hey, you, we have to look forward to something. To each their own. Um, yeah. Mike, you uh, got one? I have one. Uh, hold on. I've lost it. All right. Uh, Ruben at CubixRube3 on Twitter asks, do you think we will ever get an original IP Disney ride again? I think the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, over, baby. <laughs> yeah, especially with sort of like risk assessment and in, uh, in full swing right after a financial blow. Um, yeah, I, I will, know. I'll take it back. I will say if and when there's ever a new park built, I think we'll get maybe one original IP ride. But I think that's truly what's going to have to happen. I think we'll have to get a full new park, which I don't think there's a new park being built for a decade at this point, as far as Disney's concerned. Mm-hmm. So the answer is no for a decade, at least. Does that like fucking spirit or whatever that's going to be in uh, Spaceship Earth count as original IP? Oh, they've already cut that from the schedule. Oh, that's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that one's not too necessary. Yeah, just keep uh, Spaceship Earth and its claustrophobic, bumpy, <laughs> clunky glory. And uh, its weird I, uh, video screens. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. With very out of date animation with your head. Um, with your like. What's the, what's the, what was the flash animation thing where you would like put your head on it and send it as a greeting card that people oh. used to jib jab? Yes, yeah, so yeah. extremely jib jabby. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Spaceship Earth and it's jib jab technology. They're still yeah. going strong, baby. Jib jab's still around. Is oh, yeah, it? In, in parent probably, world, yeah. They're they're probably thriving right now. Wow. P- Patreon about jib jab, I guess. Yeah. Um, can, I, can I ask the question that if you anyone just feel free to email or well I because I this I've I've added up how little original Epcot that we've done and Spaceship Earth would be a fun one but I'm just curious like what is what the listener wants to hear what are you like what can you not wait for us to do in terms of like big Epcot because I'm like taking stock of everything I'm shocked at how little we've never done Living Seas never done Journey into Imagination I've done Horizons I've done World of Motion um so Spaceship Earth so uh I don't know let us let us know that one 
I'm turning the post office back on you. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a reverse post office. But now you're going to have to comb through all the people going like, I don't wear a mascot to find like the nice things going like, do World of Motion, please. I like the overturned cart. Well, they don't get a vote. Uh, that's where you rescind the vote with your, with your mask thing. Um <laughs> I have a question that this this won't take long because I don't have much to say. And in fact, the user uh, or the the the, the Twitterer uh, really says it all themselves from Theme Park ASMR. Have any of you seen the film Characters with a Z by Hard Rock Park creator John Binkowski? Uh, if you think back to our if you if you heard our failed parks episode with Jason Wallner, John Binkowski, one of the true auteurs of theme park world, you can credit him with this Hard Rock Cafe theme park. Uh, and he yeah, we discovered a little while ago that he also uh, made a made a film, made a feature film. You can watch the trailer on YouTube. Let me let theme park ASMR continue. Um, if so, can we have your thoughts on it about a, it's about a guy who wants to be a ride designer working in a theme park and features an appearance by a member of the Moody Blues and it's filmed in Kissimmee. I, I have no more to must- say to that. I haven't seen the movie. You, you said it all bet, and I don't know. I have no good answer for why we haven't seen it because amazing details, huh? It has to be. I mean, there's still stuff we've been teasing forever. We've been teasing Lance Burton's movie, Billy Toppett, forever. We haven't done it. But characters we are aware of and we have not seen it yet. And of course, that's got it's a must watch. We're gonna, we got to watch it. A great reason to have our friend Jason Wilner back, uh, uh, you know. No, oh, yes. Well, himself a great director. So he can sort of come at it from the uh, directorial Right standpoint. Maybe no yeah. jokes on that episode. And it's just sort of a critical analysis of film. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Like yeah, a, no, like a French cahier du cinema. Like ca- the, ca- I like that ca- pronunciation. Ca- how is it pronounced? I have it's ca- always, cahier de cinema. Cahier de cinema. I only ever have seen it written. I've never heard it spoken. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, Wait, I'm, I'm be so, like that. I'm sorry. This film was filmed, and I'm seeing it being filmed in Celebration, Florida. Even better, Ooh. Disney, which was once owned by the Disney Corporation. It also says. The main character in the movie is a big fan of the Moody Blues, and as such, the film uses several of their songs. If you uh, don't recall, there, this the Hard Rock Park that this guy built had a uh, Moody Blues ride. So his partnership with the Moody Blues extended. Oh wait, and we didn't talk. We texted about this and never said it on the show. Uh, there's a bunch of different mascot characters with a Z in this movie, and one of them is a punk bulldog. He's a, 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 a holdover from Hard Rock Park. Do you, and is, is, it the, is it Winston, the punk rock dog? Um, this guy's described as just the punk bulldog, I think. I bet it's the same. I bet it's Winston. I think it's probably exactly the same. Yeah. So uh-huh. we're sorry to let you down. Thank you for jogging our memory, and we will uh, um, fix this error of not having seen this film uh, forthwith. Mm-hmm. We, will, we will get right to it. Um. Jason, do you have anything? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. You guys have one? Uh, I have one. Uh, it's from Ben Stryker at Stryker No Strike It. I don't know why I have to name that. But it's Ben Stryker. Hey, thanks for the question. On Twitter, uh, he says, if you could do a mashup of two different rides, what ride would you make? Uh, an example is Haunted Mansion and Space Mountain into Haunted Mountain. Which I think is a fun idea. I think we've talked before about just putting different ride cars on the different tracks yeah. for another ride. Um, but a true mashup is an interesting uh, question. 
Um, if you if, if teacups spun around the deck of the Mark Twain, that'd be pretty cool. The Whoa, Mad that's... T Twain. <laughs> the Mad T Twain is good. <laughs> um, I would like. Uh, let's see here. Uh, like aesthetically, vibe wise, um, uh, Space Mountain is so great and such a cool ride. But you know, maybe the cars don't move as much as we'd want them to so maybe you attach and this is kind of technology i think is coming maybe you attach the harry potter kooka arm to the space mountain track and then put a Mm. bunch of like space death eaters i i'm realizing i'm bringing up harry potter now uh uh who is harry potter as far as i'm concerned was created out of thin air (laughs) It's just a thing that exists. Yeah, it's, it's been down by generations. Not sure who did it. It's like a, it's like how Shakespeare was Shakespeare. Yeah, a a bunch of people. It's yeah. Who remembers even? Just don't even know. Um, but yeah, you put the kook arm, and then you put like Death Eaters uh, hanging from uh, you know uh, around the Space Mountain track, and you should see them pop up. And then you can sort of like the creepier aspects. You imp- I guess you could put the Weeping Willow also on Space Mountain. Mm. And now you have a ride that's like completely crazy. The arm is flipping around. And now you get to see little show scenes as you whiz by. And of course, this is called uh, uh, Forbidden Mountain. <laughs> Uh, space uh, space journey isn't space doesn't get journey. you anywhere. Uh, <laughs> Forbidden uh, space. Um, space. Okay, we'll get this. Forbidden we'll get Mountain, this. Yeah. I guess, is, is kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty that good. That is cool. Yeah, I dig that one. Um, so I think that's fun. Mm-hmm. Jason, what do you got? Uh, okay, uh, I think I'm going to go real in my where- wheelhouse. I'm going to combine the uh, train and the sourdough bakery bread tour. <laughs> And it's a bread train. It's a red. It's a train you get on, and it takes you through the bakery, and the bakers wave at you, and you're handed little pieces of bread to enjoy on the train. Wow, delightful! Pretty bread cut train. and dry bread train. <laughs> I mean, bread train. There's a clip that's been going around, Scott. I don't know if you've seen um, of a movie called Money Plane. Uh, with Kelsey Grammer, yeah, I Kelsey saw that Grammer clip. and WWE superstar Edge. Uh, wow! And it's uh, Bread Train reminds me of Money Plane. Yeah, Jason would be the Kelsey Grammer in that movie. And that's that's of... the Bread Train. Now we're on the Bread Train, baby. <laughs> yeah. So uh, sourdough loaves, sourdough croissants, sourdough uh, uh, puddings—any kind of bread you want, you can get it on the Bread Train. <laughs> But at a price. That's a, a whole. Price. Your soul. Yeah, that's a whole IP. That's a whole franchise for Disney. Um, this isn't. Uh, well, I don't have the answer, but this makes me think we should have an answer. Uh, Melissa at Lemon Honey XS. Uh, where can we send you physical treats, not food, of course? Thank you, this awful. Uh, I stitched this for you guys, and would love to have a PO box or Forever Dog office. I could send it to, and this person stitched us a little. Uh, it's stitching. I don't know what you call it, what you stitch, but it's us in shirts that I very much recognize. It's so clearly a shirt that I have and that you guys have. And then a little, a little ghost. They make the sector keeper green, which is an adorable color, and a little purple hat. Um, and it says boys, boys. And it's, uh, it's just great. 
Uh, we all got well, nice, nice, cute smiles. This is one of the most adorable things I've ever seen. So that's a good idea. We should figure that out. We'll there's, figure there's, that is, out. is there a well, fur dog? Uh, we've done this before. There, there is. I don't have it close by. But I'll mm. make a note to send it to this person. There is a Forever Dog office, and I'm assuming someone's getting the mail. Uh, very nice space. Very nice space. Only I have been to because two weeks later, everything shut down. Um, That's right. Yeah. I, I, I am also going to put out a call. Someone made a replica of the Hormel sign, the Hormel glass sign from a very, very early episode <laughs> that I found on eBay. Oh, was it was a thing from Main Street. A st- is it a stained glass thing? Yes. It's one of our listeners who has made stained glass uh, uh, is a stained glass enthusiast, I believe has made some uh, stained glass based items based on show stuff that he sold for charity. Um, can you email the show account and I will give you the address because I do want that stained glass. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, Amazing. we'll figure that out and uh, respond. Um, but thank you for doing that. Anybody who draws a thing, I think I get a little greedy sometimes by just calling out like I'm a king for fan <laughs> art. Create for me. Create for us. But uh, thanks, Danny. That's, that is very nice. Yeah, boy. Uh, yeah, that's great. And very sweet, and we very much appreciate it. I don't want to, we can round robin it certainly, but I want to call out one while I, I have it in front of me because um, like the stitching, it has a, a picture. Uh, this is from Nick Hoffman, Hoffbeast. Efteling recently added a mechanism where fries are delivered to customers by a slide to allow social distancing. What Whoa. whimsical additions to theme parks can you think of to brighten a pandemic day at the park? And I don't know if you guys have this uh, photo in front of you. Um, let's talk about this first. So it's a nice little wagon. And then, yeah, it's this wooden ramp that's kind of charmingly just what a really handy dad would do. Um, huh. And fries slide down it. And then it's there's plenty of plexiglass. And I, I mean... This is uh, this is wonderful. I'm like distracted enough by this that I, where I don't have my own idea at the, at the moment. Um, it's it's I, this is great though. Good for you, Efteling. Okay, here's my pitch. Uh, every single cast member is in those Avatar mech suits. Yeah, <laughs> we've t- and that uh, that goes. Oh, if it's Haunted Mansion, they're in a big mech suit, but then they have like the outfit, the Haunted Mansion outfit, like stretched over the big oh, mech suit. Massive. And, massive size xxxxxxxl right it's that great retro space mountain uniform stretched over a mech suit wow wow and that keeps uh, the distance they're a little higher up that keeps some distance and then they can also if they have to take something from a guest or whatever they have their robot arms to do it Jeez. um huh what could you I, i'm trying to think of like I I mean, a character still can't hug you even with giant arms, but I'm certainly flashing to, well, if you could, if they prove that it was, um, uh, they were disposable each and every time. What I'm getting at is um, any gloved characters, and a lot of them are, Mickey and Minnie, um, you know, since character, you know, they still come out and wave to us, and that's nice, but a kid wants a hug from Mickey Mouse, or an adult wants a hug from Mickey Mouse. So, uh, I think big six foot long pipe cleaner arms on the characters and w- mixed with that they have sort of a, a, an endless stock of disposable Mickey hands that they kind of with mm. their big with their long arms, like pop those hands on in sort of a Lego change out manner. 
um, you line up and get a hug from like a bit, which this already, you know, kind of a, a, a freak of nature, giant armed Mickey Mouse is cool in and of itself. But this sounds mm-hmm. safe and also bizarre and, and surreal. Um, so I want to see some extremely long Mickey arms. I am picturing how they would uh, do arms for the sketch on Saturday Night Live, Toonsis the Cat, where the oh. cat would be there and then the arms would just be these long things, similar to how Triumph holds a microphone on Conan O'Brien. Yes, very much these so. long, odd-looking, straight things. Uh, and yeah, you would tape whatever you're holding to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, autographs might get tough in this world. Now, I, yeah, autographs might have to go away. We can't have it all. But I think I you I, could get some hugs, uh, you know, albeit kind of sloppily achieved ones. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know what? Be, did you say? Maybe I dismissed this. Maybe the person who gets the hug gets to keep the arms. Oh, sure. No. So or just or, or hands, like, you know, because the arms are tough to, to sort of slide in and out. But if you're just popping those little white hands on, so you get a hug and then you and then you keep those and you can fill them up with popcorn. Hug. OK. OK. Hugs change. Here's here's my pitch. Hugs change from like a full hug where, you know, you wrap your arms around the person to what uh the jo- what Jack Nicholson Joker does to Bob in Batman, where he just kind of grabs his shoulders. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where he goes, you're not my number one guy. He just kind of grabs you by the shoulders, and that's it turns into that. So all the characters grab you sort of by the shoulders to show affection, and then the hands leave their body and get stuck to your arms. So you take the hands with you, and that's now a souvenir, is that you have, like, Mickey's hands or Pooh's hands. And then, yes, you won't have to share a touch with another person because the hands leave with the guest wow wow it's 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 cool safe get a souvenir there's something more meaningful than an autograph i really love it (laughs) did everyone know exactly what i meant when i said what jack nicholson does to bob i didn't know but uh, it's a nice scene to hear about (laughs) yeah it looms large i made a joke that anytime especially i'm feeling depressed during quarantine i basically just come downstairs and want to watch one of the four batman movies <laughs> the original <laughs> so like, four yeah so You're i'm set. just like yeah. i'm like Bat- batman forever again okay <laughs> like i would watch it like three times a week if i wasn't living with someone <laughs> so what you're saying is that hbo max is essentially the bartender from the shining and you are jack nicholson playing jack torrance from the shining <laughs> yes 100 yes completely <laughs> another bat uh, yeah let's, let's see if the barkeep is like are you going to watch Batman and Robin again? Or the usual? No, he would just say the usual. The usual? <laughs> Slides Batman and Robin across the bar to me. Allow me to break the ice. <laughs> oh, it's just the greatest movies of all time, all four. Equally good. <laughs> what else we got? Maybe start winding uh, down. I just have a silly one. What's the what's the most obscure? Oh, this is from uh, Brendan Wadlow. Where's Wadlow twenty one? What's the most obscure Marvel character you want a ride based on? Not a realistic one, just uh, your dream ride. Ooh, I am. I immediately think of Dazzler. Scott, are you familiar with Dazzler? No. Dazzler was sort of like, and they've changed sort of what she does, but she's like sort of a disco roller skating pop star from another dimension or another planet. Hmm. And it's very Xanadu. It's Xanadu all the way. Oh, here we go. All right. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I assume you're seeing classic, classic Dazzler. And I think we've talked a little bit about this before. There was like a pitch. Was it Jim Shooter, Jason, who who had a pitch I, for a movie? Yeah, I believe that so. Was he like was... Kiss was in it, and it was an insane like 70s 
I think cocaine or acid trip type situation. And I would love some sort of a disco dazzler ride or, or at least even like rollers, like just a, just a skating ring, honestly, where people could go roller skating and listen to like disco. And then they would have, you could have like a monster attack once in a while. I I think that's good. I, I want to piggyback off that and go for another even more obscure Marvel comics entertainer, uh, Lila Cheney. The I'm teleporting sure. intergalactic rock star, because uh, she she is a rock star. She is a very popular musician in in the Marvel uh, continuity in the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't doesn't show up that often, but her whole thing is that like she can teleport like large numbers of people. So I think that would be a good a, a some sort of show where they use that sort of scrim technology like at Knott's Berry Farm where you're going down a hospital hallway and lightning flashes and then you're in hell. Like, you could transport, like, so you're at a concert venue and then she teleports everyone onto a space station and continues the show. Mm, great. That'd be great. Uh, you could do a double bill with Zazzler and... Oh, sure. Cheney, yeah. I'm in kind of a music zone. I'm no Marvel expert, but I would, if you're talking obscure, I would love to see um, a live uh, rocktacular uh, based on specifically the David Hasselhoff portrayal of Nick Fury, <laughs> Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. He, oh. of course, we, we all remember that, you know, it was this role was originally played by Hasselhoff uh, in 1998 in a TV movie, uh, yeah. him in an eye patch, and um, you Equally know popular portrayals with Hasselhoff <laughs> and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they they land about even. So it's time to give uh, Hasselhoff Fury his his due. Uh, the only what the only thing that pops into my head is. Uh, because I'm furious, <laughs> and uh, you know, just the super enunciated Hasselhoff style of singing, I think right. would would be a blast. Obviously, he wouldn't do it, but he'd supervise and pick, you know, a cast of six foot six men to um, <laughs> sing in the most enunciative manner ever. He should have his own, not his own X-Men, but his own six foot six men, <laughs> his own super team of tall men. All right. Uh, fellas. Also, we could do like a rock and roller coaster where you're trying to get to a, a triple bill concert of these three characters, <laughs> you know, of list them off again. Nick, Nick Fury, uh, not Fury, Fury, Hasselhoff Fury, uh, Lila, Lila Chaney, Chaney and Dazzler. Dazzler. Yeah. So that sounds that's, good. That's a dream, honestly. Yeah, and then yeah, let have it have the actual one of the big complaints we have with Rock and Roller Coaster is that you don't actually see Aerosmith, you don't see robots at the end of the ride. You see a little screen at the end of the ride. Let's have robots doing the concert. Oh sure, and then you kind of round a corner and see the audience, and they all boo. <laughs> they hate it. <laughs> they don't care for it. Wow, we really shouldn't have rushed to get here. This show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you leave feeling sad. <laughs> Um, anything else to wrap it up? I think, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't have, that was the last one I had, I had noticed. We're on a, well, on a, on a hard rocking note, you survived podcast ride, uh, part post office edition. Thanks for your questions. You can always send us stuff at the email at podcast, at gmail.com. Uh, you can interact with us at, uh, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and, and Twitter, uh, to address one that got a lot of likes, uh, how big did Scott's head when he went viral 
uh, <laughs> obviously extremely, extremely big. Extremely. I had a very important, uh, crucial moment in my life. I think the biggest thing that happened to me in 2020 was that I had a viral tweet. Um, I can think of no other, no bigger changes in my life. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm coming up empty too. I can't <laughs> think of anything. Um, it's my pride and joy. And sometimes I, I, late at night just you know stare at that tweet and the amount of likes and just think how lucky i am um i did a tweet about a shitty fourth of july thing and a bunch of weird you know chrissy teagan retweeted it and stuff it was uh uh, very bizarre and obviously i'm in a i've ascended to another plane of humanity and you can look at that on on twitter uh uh, but but also i just in in the plugs list i also just want to say i got to be part of a very wonderful story this week it's a, it's a story called is anyone watching quibi um and that was on in new york uh, uh magazine by uh, uh benjamin wallace who wrote it's a, i i i'm i legitimately feel very very lucky because i'm i'm the first thing in the article which an article that then contains the best quibi anecdotes of any quibi hit pieces which is saying a lot because there's been like 50 of these Mm-hmm. And I and while I'm proud of my own participation, I'm really just a I'm just a pre-show to the wild roller coaster that is the rest of the Squibby article. Please, please go. Let me just put that in the plugs list. Please read. Is anyone watching Quibby? Uh, oh yeah! If you love it? the old Eisner anecdotes, you'll love some of the anecdotes about what one of uh, a person on his what I'm assuming is a mutual enemies list is up to today. <laughs> It's I guess I hadn't put together really that I am I am I have this outlet where I'm so actively pro Eisner and then I've gone out of my way to be anti Katzenberg. I mean, if that doesn't help butter up Eisner to be on the show, I don't know what else will. Well, please, uh, like I, I, we may need to do a big groundswell at a certain point. Now is not the time. But but if yeah, if, if, now yeah, if he there. reads that article, maybe. Maybe who's this, who's this young buck getting into the <laughs> getting into the game of slinging mud at Katzenberg? Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of a young me. <laughs> I wonder if he has a podcast. <laughs> um, and you know, with no questions asked, I will just go on it without listening to anything else. That's how, how I think it'll play out. <laughs> How long is an average episode? Two and a, two and a half hours? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they need. <laughs> I like this. I got a feeling about this, Scott Gardner. Um, hey, and speaking of long episodes, you know, we, uh, I, let me just also, as always, plug the second gate, patreon.com slash podcast the ride. Uh, and we've, we, I, let's just say we have three of these in the can that I think fucking rule. I think we've got really good ones and I, that's always true, but just especially you guys knowing what we've done recently, uh, I'll, oh, I'll yeah. extra implore people go check out the, the second gate fun stuff. Yeah. Like, we could tease. We could do a little quick tease. Um, <laughs> what uh, there's a villain. It's a, there's an episode coming up about a villain that we really enjoy. Let's say that. Not mm-hmm. Jeffrey Katzenberg. Not, Not Je- Mr. No. Katzenberg. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, that's on soon. So get, get ready for it. Uh, um, awesome. Well, uh, that'll do it. Uh, fun stuff. And look at the calendar of what day it is next next Friday. And that might give you a hint what we're doing next week. A very a special episode. That should be fun. Um, yep. So stay tuned. And uh, right. thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, 
Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. <laughs>